Sip it out podcast tonight, I guess. Here we go now. Yeah. It's Friday, man. Three songs. Three songs. Three songs. It's three songs. Bobby Mike, it's Bobby Mike. right episode 127 august 21st 2020 three songs podcast here we are here you are here you are bob nastanovich yeah and here i am hot summer night in des moines yeah i'm mike hogan you're in des moines i'm in portland it's raining here so oh wow yeah yeah we don't get that much rain we just get derechos mm, right yeah you talked yeah. about so that i'd rather just have like one. a normal rainstorm <laughs> Um, that would be good. That would yeah. be beneficial to it's, the plants. And it's um, supposed to be sunny for the next week or so, but it was raining today, so... Um, there you go. It's okay. Well, you're equipped to handle it. Yeah, exactly. So anyways, it's a Friday night, right? It is a Friday night, although it's technically just after midnight your time, right? So it's now Saturday Yeah, but it's morning. Friday night. Yeah. That's right. It's Friday night into Saturday. It's the weekend, right? So it like, um, I'm going to kick things off with Lady Saw... Who's a, a Jamaican legend from Kingston? Okay, um, queen of the dance hall. Yeah, a famous famous DJ, sort of like kind of a interesting hybrid artist. Um, you know, obviously elements of hip hop, reggae, dub, all kinds of stuff. Affordable career. She's been around for a long time. In the, in the last several years, she's become her her name is Marion Hall. Um, M-A-R-I-O-N Hall, and um, her moniker's always been Lady Saw, and um, <clears throat> she's a pretty controversial artist. In fact, I think every artist I'm playing tonight has like a certain amount of controversy attached to them. Um, two of the three would would come down to lewd displays of some sort, and um, <laughs> Marion Hall now is um, Minister Marion Hall because... Mm-hmm. Um, she was born again in 2015. Now she does gospel music, but for like the bulk of her career, um, for over 20 years, she was the queen of the dance hall. So mm. she's pretty wild and far out, although very celebrated artist, both in Jamaica and like in 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 scenes, you know. So, um, anyways, this is off of her album Striptease. And it's a uh, lady saw a man is the least. Whatever. I wonder where some yellow study around here. See them argue over man with them a share. See don't worry about when next yellow wear. And us, she said they need to do them here. Do you hear? The kind of life we see them living around here. Sometimes it's sorry for this just where them are be. But a girl from your conscience clear. See now when your load make me hear. Man are the least of my problem. So me left idiot fi have them. Me too cute fi mix up and blend blend. So tell a girl she fi go with a argument. Me stress free cause me no in a excitement. Them give away free but no man no de beside them. Some girl a hype on me yes a man a hide them. Nah no pride girl them no hot man no ride them. Sure. Me too rich fi argue with. Shop 
a man with them a share. She don't a worry about when next girl a wear. And us, she said they need to do them here. Me dear, the kind of life me see them living round here. Sometimes sorry for this just where them a be. But a girl from your conscience clear. See now when you load make me here. Man a the least, man a the least. Me drive them like jeep. Park them till me ready now. Isn't that neat? Man a weep, cause me have them weak kids. Man, we are no way me no idiot. Lily, me have houses, cars and Cuban cigars. Me get hit with lawyers and big movie stars. Me guy in a collar just want me an empire. Me say easy, now that you a take it too far. Man a the least. I wonder where some girl a study round here. See them argue over man with them a share. She don't a worry about when next girl a wear. And us, he said they need to do them here. Do you hear? The kind of life me see them living round here. Sometimes it's sorry for this just where them a be. But a girl from your conscience clear. See now when your load make me hear. Me worry about the coming of God like the coming of man. Worry how fi make myself one of the chosen one. Me no worry about girl who a look me husband. Oh me, worry over man, you wrong. Excess baggage me no carry. So tell a girl about me she not fi worry. If a me fi take a man fi a name go mention that the day na go come girl me sorry. Man a the least of me problem. So me left idiot fi have them. Me too cute fi mix up and blend blend. So tell a girl she fi go with her argument. Me stress fi come in a in a excitement. Them give her free and no man no dey beside them. Some girl a hype on me, yes I man a hype them. Nah no pride, girl them no hot man no ride them. Wow, ooh, me too rich fi argue with bitch. Me too nice fi in a cop fight. Me too hot and a that girl no like them. A everybody sitting me a wife. Ring. Shopping, me no look on the press. Why girl a struggle for fears? Me get it in a one night. Nice. Rubber book, right now, I'm me hardly advise. Come on, for me name, girl, me nice. Come on, at the least. I wonder where some girl a study round here. See them argue over man with them a share. She don't a worry about when next girl a wear. And us, she said they need to do them here. Do you hear? The kind of life me see them living round here. Sometimes it's sorry for this just where them a be. But a girl from your conscience clear. See now when your load make me hear. Some gyal a study round here. See them argue over man with them a share. She don't a worry about when next gyal a wear. And us, she said they need to do them here. Do you hear? The kind of life me see them living round here. Sometimes it's sorry for this just where them a be. But a gyal from your conscience clear. See now when your love make me hear. <laughs> That's a fun one. You there, Bob? Yeah, I'm here. I'm just having. I was having a little bit of difficulty unmuting my microphone. That's okay. Um, you were dancing, I bet. It wasn't the fierce, um, sexual, um, explicit um, lyric of of Lady Saw. <laughs> I, I I have to admit, I I, um, I had a hard time making out some of the words. Yeah, well, she sings like you know in, in a heavy Jamaican accent. So even yeah. if you like you know read the lyrics, like you know it's all like, um, I mean you know she's, uh, she's got a you know. The famous song titles like Name Na Stand Fee Sex and Good Wook W U K and and of course she has songs called um, Life Without Dick mm. and um, mm-hmm. <laughs> big hit called Sycamore Tree and like it's definitely like um, Move Your Body and mm-hmm. and um, Loser I've got it's all like um, I think just being like a fierce angry um, woman. Um, just like uh, essentially defending her position and showing her strength as a as sort of a uh, sort of a powerful um, rebel, 
yeah. of sorts. Sure, know? for sure. What, like, what year was that? Like, yeah, was, that there was like 2004, but she started making stuff in the um, late 80s. And um, she took her, her name Lady Saw after, I guess, her hero was a, a Jamaican singer called Tenor Saw. And um, her performances are pretty wild. I think she, you know, kind of could whip them into a frenzy, as you can imagine. Yeah, I'm sure. And, um, but, I mean, she just, it's amazing how she had appeal with the traditional reggae set and then, like, you know, the dub set and hip-hop. And, and um, I just think she was um, at the top of her game for a, for a long time. Now she shifted. I haven't listened to her gospel stuff. But she's um, just a very brazen and bold, talented Jamaican artist who's... Um, Who's our age? I mean, hmm. she's fifty-one, and um, she obviously—oh, no, not obviously—but she grew up very poor in Jamaica, and she kind of found her way um, as a late teenager in her early twenties. She found her scene, and then she just sort of kind of took off, um, which is pretty cool. But um, nice. I listened to a, a, quite a few of her. So she's even she's. Actually, she released a single recently. I'm pretty sure that didn't sound sounded more like that than gospel. So hmm. I'm not really sure. Like all of her recent titles, it could be wrong. Could have just been like released from that era. Um, but um, I mean, she's made seven albums like that as Lady Saw. And now she now she plays under the name Minister Marion Hall, and I guess she has a. Um, you know, she she sings a lot to the youth. You know, like um, freedom, like like condom itself is like you know just warning girls of the dangers of unprotected heterosexual sex. So like, huh. I think she's just like a, just a representative and powerful like don't take no shit from men sort of performer. Right. <laughs> so sort of reminds me a little of Apollonia. Remember Apollonia from Prince's Band? Oh yeah. Band? Wasn't didn't she go um, super Christian? Too? like i don't again? know did she is she alive uh boy i don't know I, I, I don't know i feel like i don't know i, I lose i mean see, i'm not an expert on the on the subject via yeah, apollonia yeah i don't know but yeah i don't know i would know if she went super christian because i'm some expert i just I, you know. I believe she's still alive i believe she's in her early 60s um and i i thought she went pretty christian but i could be wrong don't quote me on that. I mean, you know, you go pretty... She's American, you know, Apollonia, you know. Yeah. And she played with... Well, she she was she, she was part of the whole Prince gig. Prince gig. Yes, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah California girl. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know about her... Um, if she... Maybe, um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was one of the other um, Prince, you know, like protege, women protégés... That uh, yeah, I thought, I thought one of them went super Christian, but I could be wrong. You and know where I, um, you know where um, Apollonia was born? No, Pedro. Ah, <laughs> yes, yeah, Pedro. Pedro. Yeah, there you go. Dad, daughter of Mexican immigrants. I wonder if she knew um, what Hurley or Boone. I mean, you think. I think so because she was born in '59. So yeah, right around that same. They easily could have gone. To, yeah. Easily could have gone to school together. Yeah, for sure that'd be funny. Um, 
All right. So, well, anyways, Lady Saw, I just give us some Jamaican dance hall to kick things off on a Friday. I know? like that, and you're you're going uh, like you're going racy saw, too. It, it's it's sort of appropriate since you know the biggest song in the country is WAP right now. You're playing uh, you're playing a dirty song too, so I like it. <laughs> do you, yeah, know what, like do you even know what I'm talking about? Not the dirtiest about? man, but do you even know what I'm talking about, Bob? Yeah. Do you? Have you heard WAP? Yeah, I've, I've seen okay. a lot of references. No, I've not heard it, but I've seen okay. a lot of references uh, to it in the media. And, and a lot of people are offended by it, which I find quite silly. Yeah, it, it is. It is silly. It is silly. Maybe one of these days I'll play some Lucille Bogan on the show. Is that who it is, Lucille Bogan? Lo, no, Lucille Bogan was the blues artist from the '30s. Um, like, oh, okay, it, it's the sort of stuff that makes makes WAP seem tame. It's like super raunchy. Um, yeah. Uh, like so, like who's who's somebody famous in WAP? Yeah, it's like Cardi B and um, Megan. Yeah, Stallion. yeah, Cardi B. Yeah. So you know, but it's yeah, whatever. It's like the mega hit of the summer. Any any reason for for the um, you know conservatives to get their panties in a knot? So yeah, I see. Like all I see is like people like um, putting up um, WAP and like what it stands for and stuff. Um, in clever ways on it's just one of these things that you know i'll let somebody else pay attention to i guess <laughs> obviously it doesn't upset me it's, at all even though i've never heard it it's um it's part of the cultural zeitgeist shall we say um yes anyway i will um i will go way way back i will jump back into the early 1950s uh, and I'll, so I'm gonna. You're I'm gonna pay tribute to a family, aren't you? I'm gonna do a little bit of a family: father, daughter, Rufus, and Carla Thomas. Um, they performed on their own. They performed together. Uh, maybe I'll play a few. I'll kind of go from one to the other. Uh, and in in addition to the father daughter theme, I'm also kind of doing an answer song theme, which is which is something that I've thought about doing on the show as well. Have you ever heard many answer songs? Like, um, what would be a good example? Um, oh, I don't know. There's, there's like uh, Mr. Big stuff, and then yeah, uh, Vicky course, yeah. Vicky Anderson did a, you know, I'm too hot for Mr. Big stuff. So like, like that sort of thing. So, so I'm gonna play something from Rufus Thomas, 1953. Um, Call and response, mate. Call and response. Kind of, yeah. So, so this is his song called Bearcat. And it's his answer to Hound Dog um, from Sun Records, 1953, Mr. Rufus Thomas. And then I'll play, um, yeah, well, well, we can talk about it, but I'll play his daughter. So we're going from like a, um, a Jamaican woman who's, who's been given the moniker of the Queen of the Dance Hall to Rufus Thomas, who I think my favorite um, moniker for him or nickname would be the world's oldest teenager. Yes, he's also been called the Crown Prince of Dance, and um, that's lofty. Isn't it? He's probably best known for uh, his song "Walking the Dog," which has been covered. Yeah, a bunch. do um, the funky chicken. Do the funky chicken, which oh yeah, with Watt Stacks, like he steals the show of Watt Stacks, in my opinion. Um, there you go. It, I don't know if you've seen that movie in a while, but I have it on DVD, and I love to watch that movie. So yeah, good. Never seen it. Ah, so good, man. So good. Um, What's right. it called again? Watt Stacks. Um, here, we'll, we'll play Bearcat, and then we'll talk about Watt Stacks, because Carla was on it, too, and we can even maybe play a song from it. So, cool. here you go. Ah! 
You know what you said about me, don't you, woman? Well, you ain't nothing but a bear cat. Been scratching at my door. You ain't nothing but a bear cat. Been scratching at my door. You can purr, pretty kitty, but I ain't gonna rub you no more. You said you was a long hair, but I can see through that. You said you was a long hair, but I can see through that. And mama, I know you're just an old bear cat. You ain't nothing but a bear cat. Been scratching at my door. Ain't nothing but a bear cat. Been scratching at my door. You can purr, pretty kitty. But I ain't gonna rub you no more. Oh, rub ya! Thomas, 1953. So Watt Stacks, um, 1972, the um, Stax record label put on a big, huge concert at the L.A. Coliseum. I think it was like five. Oh, the L.A. Coliseum was so weird. Like, it's just such a Memphis thing. Yeah. Well, I think it was in honor or or like as a celebration uh, after the Watts riots. Um, so right. know, a number of years prior, they wanted to do this big festival honoring black musicians and black music, and they had um, Isaac Hayes and the Staple Singers and the Barkays and uh, they had Car- Booker T. Um, the MGs. I don't think Booker T was in it. At least because I know he fre- he frequent that uh, that, uh, that that band. They they frequently backed out Rufus. Yeah, yeah. I think the Barkays might have backed him. I, I'm not sure, but um, Richard Pryor was there and is in the documentary quite a bit. Uh, Jesse Jackson gave a speech. In fact, the soundtrack from that record is sampled quite a bit by Public Enemy on, on 
nation of bil- nation of millions. Oh yeah. Um, so anyway, amazing documentary. It's just great. Um, and Rufus Thomas steals the show. He's wearing like this pink leather suit with like shorts <laughs> and um, he does the funky chicken and people like jump over the fence and run onto the field and it's just like it just turns into this huge dance party um i can the play transcendent showman do, do you do you want me to play it should i play it i play his version sure okay here you sure. go uh can't go wrong it's friday night from watt stacks yeah all right Where you are and start them arms to flap 
It's hard not to move a little bit when you hear that. It's just such a, and in seeing it live, like the recording, you know, the the DVD of it, the from the documentary, it's incredible. Like he's just such a showman. Like everybody starts moving. Like the whole place just is on their feet. It's incredible. Like he, he for me, he steals that whole show. That that best performance of the plus you know the thing about him is he was a a big friend of elvis yeah and uh yeah he was on i think uh well and i know that like um uh he played with elvis uh um he's the first he he was a dj he was a dj like in the late 40s early 50s in in memphis on on a on a the mother they called the mother station of the negroes Mm. wdia and he was the first person to play elvis on the radio and um, he performed on stage with Elvis to an all black audience and the cops tried to shut it down. And, um, and, but, but then like, I mean, he used to, this guy used to come out on stage. It's like, is again, this is somebody who started playing in the late thirties and forties in tents, you know, mm-hmm. like traveling around and, you know, playing these tent concerts, which must've been quite a scene. Sure. And, um, <clears throat> then when he went to Memphis, he used to, he kind of um, <clears throat> was a real groundbreaker in that he introduced a lot of um, white teenagers to to black music on Beale Street. Mm. <clears throat> and um, so, yeah, like he used to come out on stage and say, I'm, I'm, I'm young, I'm loose, I'm full of juice, I got the goose, so what's the use? <laughs> you know, yeah. we're feeling gay, we throw, we're feeling gay that we ain't got a dollar, Rufus is here, so let's hoot and holler. You know, like. <laughs> It's like he knew, like, you talk about, like, you he know. He was a showman. No, uh, that's something just, like, you know, on a different level. That, sure. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know. And, like, you know, if it wasn't for, um, really, he's like, you know, I don't know. You know, I'm not a huge Elvis historian, but, like, Elvis, you know, really would not have been played for a black. There was that whole thing going on that we can't even relate to, like. Yeah. This, you know, separation of music in the 50s were, like. You know, there's white music and black music. You know, there wasn't like, um, you know, there was, there was a, you know, and the, and the police were involved. You know, yeah, like, yeah, it's crazy. And when he played, when he played with Elvis live, like it was the first time that Elvis had ever ever played in front of a black audience. So like, he was really an important leader of yeah. anti segregation. Like yeah. not not just for 
through music, but like it was, you know, sort of a major part of like early civil rights. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so you well, want to talk about his daughter? His daughter started playing with him when she was a kid. When she was a kid, yeah. And in fact, I think her her first appearance on some of his records. Um, <laughs> There was a, well, there was a single in 1960 called uh, Carla and Rufus. There was another one in 61 called Rufus and Friend. <laughs> and Friend was really yeah. his daughter, Carla. Um, so, yeah, they, they performed a number of songs together. I, I, I mean, I could play one that they, they do together. I think she's probably best known for the album she did with uh, Otis Redding, the song Tramp. Um, it's her and Otis singing. She also has a, a big hit, probably best known for the solo song, uh, B-A-B-Y. She does a really nice version of that uh, on the Wattstack soundtrack. Um, but I'm going to play I'm gonna play her version. It's kind of her answer to Sam Cooke's classic, Bring It On Home To Me. And it's, okay. it's her song called I'll Bring It On Home To You. And this is from, I believe it's from 1961. Just a beautiful song. Um, yeah. And uh, here you go, Carla Thomas.
There you go. So I mentioned WDIA earlier. Uh, right? You did, yes. Yeah, so like, um, you know, and Rufus was a DJ on there, right? So mm-hmm. like, they had this program on there called the Teen Town Singers, which definitely hatched Isaac Hayes. Okay. And several others. But like, she was, a, thanks to Rufus, and I think I think they, her recording career started as a teenager, but like, mm-hmm. she's able to start with the te- Teen Town Singers when she was 10. Wow. <clears throat> I mean, so like, imagine like, and like, keep in mind, like, we often think of like, the children of successful musical artists or DJs as being like of having some money, you know, mm-hmm. but like, you know, she and her sisters were, they're raising the, they're raising the projects sure. now, not far from Beale street. Right. You know? So right. there's no, there's no, even though like Rufus is like, had been a live artist for several years and was, pretty well known Mm -hmm. you know like not only not only in the region but like you know around the country um there's no money in it yeah and um but um yeah then of course she went on to having a good very she's still going she is yeah yeah late 70s and like um we don't we don't hear much from her um it'd be interesting to to see somebody catch up with her. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if she's still recording or not, but she's, I think she's, um, she's done some stuff uh, within the last 20 years. Um, but, you know, I mean, what's amazing to well, me. When you start when you're 10. Yeah. You know, right. You start, you're born in 40, some early 40s, and you start, you know, making music with your dad and your friends. I mean, her career was 50 years. Yeah. You know, basically. For sure. So. And, you know, know, her dad, amazing performer and almost like I don't want this. I don't say I I don't mean to say this to put him down because he was an incredible performer and almost a novelty in that he would do funky chicken and he'd do these dance moves and things. Well, I think he made himself a novelty because like he he like I think it was just part of him wanting to be fun. I think one of the reasons why he was a DJ is that he saw like brilliant talent, including his own daughter, but like, right. You know, people, I think he just think, I just think he thought of himself as like, you know, what he's best at is like, you know, kind of like whipping up the party. He, exactly. He was know? a performer. Then, then, he would get the party started, you know, and but, then we'll bring out the, then we'll bring out the magic acts, including his daughter. Right. With but incredible, with her incredible voice. She has an incredible talent. You know, I mean, yeah. um, Rufus's talent was to get the party started and get people having fun. Um, Which is a talent. It is a serious talent. talent. Yeah. You know. um, and, and Carla, just amazing voice, beautiful, beautiful voice. Um, so there you go. I could keep playing, <laughs> but I, I, I could play three or four from both of them, but I'll, uh, oh, we'll, I'll turn we'll it back, back over. Time. <laughs> I'll, I'll turn it back over to you, sir. I gotta t- I'll tell you, well, I'm, I'm going to play you some uh, heavy surf rock, what they call monster surf, like monster murf, monster movie, like surf metal. Cool. Craziness, right? All right. Bring it started on. in the late, 90s this is the uh, work of unknown people I, I think they're all men as okay. far as i can tell 
um, Secret Man, Blast Man, Ace Man, and Battle Man. And you tell me, <laughs> they're kind of like, you know, part, some parts, like, um, I mean, you could hybrid them like a man or astro man like comes right. to mind or um even in a sense the way they present themselves with uh, unidentified as these mysterious characters generally wearing kabuki masks and a lot of pyrotechnics involved a lot of use of lighter fluid um a wild wild act <clears throat> very very celebrated in the far east and like after you listen to it and hear the band name um Try, try to guess as to where they're from. They're okay. called uh, Daikaiju. D-A-I-K-A-I-J-U. It's Daikaiju, I believe. Daikaiju, okay. Yeah, Daikaiju. And this is off of... Um... Oh, I've lost it. Oh, no, the, well, I love the name of this. Oh, so, 2004. It's off their self-titled. 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 Okay. Self-titled. And, like, um, some of them are really surfy, and this one's kind of like a heavier surf song. Like... Um, there, you know, of course, with surf music, there's a certain amount. Even if you listen to like 50 songs, there's a certain amount of like. Um, this is more like one of their heavier ones, but this is called Sharka Khan by the Daikaiju off their 2004 album.
that's pretty wild. So whenever you have the main four guys, and then you have like all these other people that have played with him over the years, Captain Kanshu and Tentacles X and E and Mr. Nine and Brain Conflict and Dymaxian Lee. <laughs> I mean, like, and then they they maintain this like complete mystery of who they are, and they rarely grant interviews. Like, they don't speak during their shows, and they do hand signals, and they set a lot of things on fire, and they wear kabuki. They're shirtless with kabuki masks. They're pretty wild sight to see. And but they're from Huntsville, Alabama. <laughs> see, I would you know obviously the name doesn't sound it sounds Japanese. I would have guessed um, more like that Estrus Records, Bellingham, Washington scene, like the Mono Men. Or even oh, something I can see like, that, yeah. like the I mummies, that, yeah. you know, like the connected to the mummies who were a um, kind of surf. Oh, they're still going strong. Are the mummies still going strong? Yeah. Like, oh, you know, they play the state fair. Like, there's not a state fair here this year, but the mummies have a following in Central Iowa. Okay, but don't uh, don't the mummies the mummies have a like, similar? The mummies are the mummies have a following everywhere. Like people yeah. love the mummies. Yeah, but don't they sort of do the same sort of thing where you don't really know who the names of the the members or or they they're somewhat anonymous exactly yeah yeah it's just an interesting way to present yourself and like um i like one thing about them is like they refer to people that have been in the band in the past um as casualties <laughs> like that you know you know so like the whole thing is like in this weird like this you know starting with godzilla which was you know carla thomas era like you know sure. early 50s like just this like obsession with like bringing just like the weirdness of like the things they like most these far out monster movies which i'm no expert on yeah and like and bringing it to the stage yeah and, like uh so they've got the shtick now, now they've been in houston they they're from huntsville they've been in houston for many years okay and um i think they whip up quite quite a frenzy and um they're still going strong uh they Obviously, we're touring last year and putting out new stuff last year, and just like everybody else, they had to um, put the sales down on their. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure. sure that, like you know, they're pretty much dependent on their live show. Um, but anyways, yeah, Daikaiju, uh, just another. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's freaky. They're freaky. Yes, yeah, it sounds like an amazing show. Um, but I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll check them out. That was that was interesting. Yeah. I've, I've never even come across them. It's surprising. Well, I mean, it's like it's kind of thing like that. If you stumbled, I, I guarantee they probably played Portland. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And like it's kind of thing like oh like wonder what this band's like. You'd be like whoa. Right. You know, like that happens. That happens at times where like you yeah. just like I saw. I remember seeing that um, band um, nine three five three on a roll open for them. I think they were on Discord brief like an under celebrated discord band and like not knowing a thing about that even the first time i saw sun city girls as a teenager i had no idea what i was getting myself into and they also nobody knew who they were either mm -hmm. um it's just like the whole hiding your identity thing right um right it's kind of interesting um must be because like one thing i do know about um being masked or having your ident identity concealed is a lot of your inhibitions are are gone so like mm -hmm. you just like you're in your own especially if you know how to play an instrument like you don't you're there's no self-consciousness involved sure 
Sure. So I think when you think of like all the bands, like um, even like you know, you take a band like um, Cows. I'm going to play later on the show. Like you know, people knew who they were. Mm-hmm. Like even you know, our buttholes are just like you know. I mean, but like it is a you know funny thing to like play in costume or like you know. Because I think you just like get way more into. You're not worried about your. You don't think about yourself. Right. Right. You not can, necessarily how, like how you look, but like you're just like part of this. Like you're not. There's no me in it. You're part of like a band making like weird and warped. Sure. It's perform. It's performance it's, art. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. Fun. So. Um. All right. Well, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to kind of continue a theme. Um. Of, of playing artists with the last name of Thomas, of course. Okay. Carla and Rufus. Um, We're leaving that family. Father and daughter. Yeah, I'm going to play Fred Thomas. No relation, as far as I know, to Carla or Rufus. But um, he is uh, current. Not still... a chance. <laughs> oh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Rufus might have gotten around. <laughs> Who knows? Um, <laughs> but uh, he's current. He's from, um, I think, Detroit. And has been in a number of different bands, most notably Saturday Looks Good to Me, who released a number of records um, in the early 2000s up until, I guess, kind of the last few years. Um, but they they had a they had an album on K. They've released stuff on Polyvinyl Records. Um, you know, good good indie rock band. And, and Fred's done a number of his own solo records. I'm going to play. a I think a couple songs from his solo records. The first one from 2015 from an album called All Are Saved. Um, it's a short one, so that's why I'm going to play a second. Um, but this this is it's a good good little song. It's kind of sadly too relevant today with everything that's going on with the protests and, and the cops. It's called Cops Don't Care Part 2. Fred Thomas from 2015. <laughs> Something somebody else would say Even when they talk so calmly They say there's only a couple questions we've got to ask You know the pavement is always hungry For those drops of your blood For that knee in your back Life is so incredibly long Like a kiss on a bridge Between two nervous ass kids Terrified of doing everything wrong Fickle, belligerent, fully existent And I don't want to talk To other people in that pickup truck So moving all their mouths To make it hurt so much You won't get my blood In some apologetic stopgap gush You feel it all at once In a red raw rush Overworked doctors smoking in the doorway of the clinic While protesters pick at different perspectives of the same prison The peace signs and pictures chucked up by the bench Mean nobody's safe from the law Cause they don't give a fuck They don't give a fuck about us They don't give a fuck They don't give a fuck about us 
That's right. Uh, I'll play one more from 2018's Aftering record. This one's called Hopeless. No, it's, I think it's most recent stuff, but he's also played with Wild Bell. Wild Bell, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, them. they're good. Okay, I'll take your word. I'll, I'll check. They're them out. poppier. Okay. Um, I'm, saying, I'm not saying they're poppier. They're like a, a bigger sound. He's, that's poppy. He's played with Tyvek too. Um, yeah, Tyvek, great band. Yeah. Uh, all right. This one's this one's from 2018's Aftering, called Hopeless Ocean Drinker. I think that that, that song was just him playing guitar and singing, right? Pretty much. Yeah. 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 This is this is more like a full deal. So, here you go. Bring it on, Fred. Yeah. You're only restless in your right mind. You're only confused when there's no water on the lenses. The terms are absolute. Another hopeless ocean drinker swallowing all the blue. Another vessel of undone drink. Like a kiss that misses the mouth A promise peeling off of the skin A miracle feeling, feeling With limited meaning, meaning You always overdosed on lost time Things that you didn't do Through love sleeping in the same bed Some Jane says karaoke fools And when you tried to make yourself puke well, it was no use It was already in the bloodstream Like a kiss that misses the mouth You just regurgitate what you've been A parasite feeding, feeding The world is uneven, even Even when the windshield popped out You were just a passenger leads right into another but we cut it well yeah, i like the way that fred does not mess around he's you know gets his point across here he in a minute or two doesn't he a couple couple minute long songs yeah i mean he's definitely yeah, got some longer ones um in fact that album has like a six minute long and an eight minute long song um so yeah he's it's just cool you've developed a rapport with him um <laughs> I don't know if I'd even go that far. I just, I followed him on Twitter because I was going to be playing some stuff from him and he immediately followed me back. And then he'd posted something about Unwound and I replied and we chatted a little bit. Um, and I said, hey, I've been digging your stuff and I'm going to play some song songs on the show tonight. And, well, it um, sounds like a future host. He could, yeah, he could join us. I mean, he's, he's released his own, um, or he's had his own record labels, he's done zines, I mean, I think he's just a big music fan in addition to being a, a musician, so he would be, I'm sure, great to have on the, on oh. the show. So, yeah, Fred? Get him on. Well, we're going to have a guest next week, I got Greg Meister. Nice, nice, Yeah, let's I'll do line it. him up next week, we'll, you know, we'll 
fit it into our schedules. And Greg's a, a local, who I played in a band with, um, the Mall Cops. That's right. And um, he was in a band for years called the Wheelers. But he's going to be our guest. Um, he's going to play us some Jay Riotard and some other. He's another guy. He's one of these. Um, he's the biggest horror movie aficionado I've ever known, Greg. So he'll tell you all about that. He has yeah. horror. He's like. Um, so like, horror, right? H O R O R. I don't <laughs> okay. know if there. I'm sure there's okay. horror movies, but like. <laughs> Yeah, it is one of those words, whore, whore. Like, <laughs> I'm just—I was just clarifying, just making sure. And in fact, in fact, it's funny she mentioned because Lady saw one of her albums is called Horn, W H O R N. Like, okay. Which is a lot of cleverness on the show yeah. tonight. <laughs> um, there's a lot of, you know, even you know, like everything's clever. This band was alarmingly clever. I'm going to play a couple of songs um, from some what I would call legends, like to me, because. Um, in the late '80s, I haven't really talked to you much. We haven't we haven't played too many representatives of amphetamine reptile. A few, but yeah, not not a ton. We, you know, and um, Tom Hazelmeyer, who mm-hmm. of course his life is a rather interesting one. He was a punk, and then he joined the Marines, and he found himself in Washington State. And I guess he was frustrated by the fact that nobody would pay much attention to his band Halo Flies. So he started his own label. Many, many interesting artists. Um, yeah. My seven-inch my collection is filled with am rep stuff, as we yep. learned to shorten it over the years. But a big force in the Minneapolis scene, which was, um, they had their own form of, you know, I think when people think of grunge, they immediately think of two words, and that's sub-pop. Sure. And, and they think of Seattle. Yeah, and like that genre was going on in different versions all over the country. Absolutely, and and um, in the case of cows, um, I remember buying their first um, seven inch on Treehouse Records, which was I think a St. Paul record store. So that was another thing that happened too. Is that like back then when record stores were sort of thriving, they would put out records in the same kind of fashion that we. You know, right. we have without sure. record stores, but just like, you know, really digging things under scene. But it's nice to like have a little record store to like, you know, push your product. And um, again, you know, very limited edition seven inches, which uh, is, of course, my game over here at Broker's Tip um, with a recently released C Night seven inch. And the response to that's been really fun and, and exciting. And then. Of course, in a few days, we're putting out a Quattrocento seven-inch on on Burger Ship. I got to get these things to you. In you the do. Pipeline. You do. Yeah, and I got you a T-shirt. Got, I've got T-shirts now. And a hat. I don't have yeah. a hat either. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, you're not a hat head guy. Uh, occasionally. Well, I haven't had a haircut in months, so I've been wearing hats more. And what kind of hats? Like a baseball cap? Yeah. You strike me as a guy that like might not be a baseball cap kind of guy. Like maybe um. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a hat expert, but like, um, sometimes, I mean, if I go to the river, you know, I'll wear a baseball cap. Well, yeah, to protect your head from the sun and the mosquitoes and stuff, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Of but like, yeah. um, anyway, so the t-shirt is going to, you know, it's okay. maroon with lime ink. I think you dig it. Um, and I'll get the, the, our two releases from C night Quattrocena in the post to you. Love it. I think you'll dig them both. But anyways, I'm going to celebrate cows right now. Um, 
this is the first thing I I bought by them when I didn't really know, know who they were. They're a bit of a mystery to me, and I used to play it on my radio show at WTJU in Shawsville all the time. And and this is um, uh, my introduction to them was a song called Chow, um, mm-hmm. which was on a seven inch on Trios Records that then was on their first album. And they were a band that was around for like twelve years. And I'm going to play a couple. Um, uh, they were, well, we'll talk about it, but this is Chow by Cows.
heavy. heavy. Yeah, the Rumanis brothers, man, like they had like through their twelve years, like um, eighty-seven to ninety-eight, and they were very. Did you ever see them? Uh, I think I saw them with Hammerhead once. Dangerous band. Yeah. I mean, dangerous. I mean, like, Warped and, like, Shannon Selberg, who, like, was essentially their lead man for the bulk of it, was, like, pretty far out, Mm -hmm. man. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, full on. And one interesting thing he did was, like, he played the bugle and the trumpet and the trombone, like, you know, which was not what you call signature instruments of grunge, but, like, his costumes... Just, like, they were, like, terrifying. Mm-hmm. They could be terrifying. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, um, I remember um, seeing, when I was, like, uh, 18, seeing DRI, Dirty Rotten Imbeciles, open for a corrosion of conformity in, in Charlottesville. And um, it was, like, uh, back then, like, bands had this way of, like, you wanted to at least I did, want to kind of keep your distance. Like, I remember seeing, like, Mike Dean right. from Corrosion of Conformity when I was a kid. Like, yeah. just just the amount of saliva that would that he would put into the audience was, like, yeah. terrifying. Right? Like, just, like, yeah. I mean, just, like, it was just, like, there was so much in the 80s, especially, and we saw less and less of it through the 90s, like, um, there was just like this rawness, of course, you know, I mean, so many bands, it was just like, whether they were known or unknown, mm-hmm. it was just like, they would, you could get sprayed with stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, in the case of cows, like a band that had albums called like, you know, actually it was actually, I'll correct myself. I'll sub edit myself. Um, horn was their album. It's like their eighth album or something but they had albums called you know daddy has a tail and <laughs> f eat and impotent snobs and peace to cut and oh. I, I, i'm gonna play one off of cunning stunts and right. sexy peace story and it was just like sorry there's this minor yeah it was just yeah yeah it's just like they're not na- they're nasty like mm-hmm. um and shannon their front man like um had a lot to do with that but they were like it's like almost like they were like kind of representing Minneapolis when they like hit the road, and it was like, you know, we're sh- and and they were their own vehicle, right? But like, uh, you know, there's nothing else like them, right? And like when you look at the, you know, well, I, I became like you know friends with like Jonestown, uh, they were on Amphetamine Reptile, mm-hmm. and like I just you know bought all the seven inches, like would go out of my way to see the bands, but like. You would see a lot more than like noisy, nasty punk rock. You would see like a performance. Sure. And I think today, like, um, obviously, like, it's easy to say this year because there's no live music at all. But like, I, it's interesting to me how things like turned really inward at some point, like, throughout the course of the 90s, in which I was participating, which they were too. But like, so, at some point, like, things got way more stayed. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like what we knew of punk rock um, from our earliest years of going to see bands, hundreds of bands. Like there was never that threat, yeah. Where like you were going to get like scared watching a band, right? Yeah, but they cows, were dangerous. Imp- 
and, and, and like yeah, they're like dangerous. And like so, you, like you'd see like it was interesting. There'd always be like two or three musicians kind of holding it together, and like one guy going absolutely apeshit, mm-hmm. and like. In the case of cows, their spectacle, and he made quite a spectacle of himself on many occasions with all kinds of elaborate costumes and all kinds of lewd behavior that you could only really get away with in small clubs. Like, you couldn't. I mean, even like Yao, like, you know, Yao, like, used to do really, you know, I'm sure he still does, you know, really crazy things, David Yao. But like, um, Shannon Selberg, like, uh, I'll play one more. I'll play an outro song. It's a short one. It's off of Cunning Stunts called Heave Ho um, by Cows. It's, uh, you know, you get to hear the horn. Okay. The horn was the, horn was the separator. Ah. It's almost like the idea was like not. It was like the idea was like we're not going to get off unless we whipped you into a frenzy. Sure. You know, you paid your eight bucks or whatever, your six bucks. You've had your beers or whatever, and like you're gonna like leave here just like with your eyes bulging. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's and just, a story I to tell. That, like, I've not seen too many examples of that. Again, I don't get I'm like in the last 20 years of my life, like have not seen what I used to see as a high school and college kid. And in, and throughout my twenties where it's just like the, like the performance is like, um, the music's fantastic. Like the music, um, that still happens. is great. But like just the warped performance aspect, Mm -hmm. I mean, like, uh, Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I'm not going to name names, but I can only remember a handful of bands over the last 15 years that I've seen where I was just like, whoa, they don't, they don't kid around here. They're here to like, kind of like not just play their songs. Um, you know, they're not here. Like they're like, they're here to like leave an impact. Right. It's like, it's not, you're not just sure. You can buy the record. You can put on the record, but like the live show is like some sort of different level stuff. And they're, they might have planned it 15 minutes before they went on or like, you know, throughout the course of the day or they might have had it planned when they went out on tour. But like touring used to be this thing where like you'd throw all of it in a van and like you'd hope to not lose band members along the way. I mean, <laughs> right. and uh, there's just like a certain amount of like just pure insanity. And I think that, um, you know, cows were one of like dozens of bands that like, brought like a you know an alarming presentation to the stage which like sure. you know unfortunately like in this medium on a podcast or any way like in 2020 which we watch music like again i've expressed it many times on the show my biggest concern is like you know is live music is supposed to be like pretty exciting mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you better have like really incredibly good music to separate like that experience that we have, like listening to records and watching things as, as opposed to seeing the live show supposed to be like theatrical. Right. Right. It's Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, cows are just one of like many bands that like just brought a crazy game along with their music. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, so, thanks for the uh, reminder. They're, they're a band I haven't thought about in quite a while. And, uh, yeah, they were pretty wild, that's for sure. They were wild, man. It was just like a decade, you know. It's mm-hmm. just like, you know, 11 years, bunch of records. Amphetamine Reptile had a ton of bands mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, you know, there's more to it than, like, Tar. And, you know, I mean, like, sure. I just think, like, I just think that, like, that whole era of music is, like, in so many bands, like, you know, I flipped through my 7-inch collection now, like, yeah, you know, some of it's actually unlistenable mm-hmm. um, in terms of vinyl because, like, you or any way you want to listen to it, it's because, like, the live show just, like, brought it to life. Right, right. It's, it's so, so hard to capture a lot of that on vinyl, for sure. Yeah. So, anyways. All right. Enough, enough, enough my BS, so. Well, a pleasure as always, Mr. Nastanovich. Yeah, thanks for bringing me the Thomas Thomas family and Fred. <laughs> the Thomas family and Fred, and thanks for bringing me the cows and Daikaiju and um, good old uh, Lady Saw. Lady, Lady Saw. Saw. That's right. Yeah, I misspoke because Horn Horn is a name of a cow's record. Right, right. But Lady Saw, Lady Saw, she's got a lot of controversial titles in there too. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, we'll do this again soon with with a with a, a guest host. I like it. Yeah, and like uh, yeah, and rest in peace to Norm Rogers from Cows, who was in Jayhawk, the Jayhawks as well. He mm. he would have passed 2018, and bless him as well. So yeah. So, anyways, love you, mate. Talk to you soon. Love you too. Stay well, everybody. Thank you for listening. Right.